to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, he's back. Okay. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome. <laughs> than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my husband and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hey, babe. Hey, what's up? We missed you last week, puppy. Oh, my God. My little schmoopy boopy. I was, uh, I was feeling a little sick, wasn't I? You were a sick wiki boy. Oh. <laughs> Show people dying. Show people dying. Portlandia quote. Okay, this is episode 166. Let's go ahead and get in that mix. How to enjoy life. Wow. Thank you. I was I was like planning that. <laughs> How to enjoy life even when you're stressed about money. You can't. It's impossible to enjoy life. Hey, okay. First off, first off, I want to say... We are so, so happy to be continuing our How to Enjoy Life Even When series. This is number four, right? Our fourth installment in the series? No, it's number two. You're so wrong. We did How to Enjoy Life Even When You Can't Control Your Children, How to Enjoy Your Life Even When You Feel Unfulfilled in Your Work, and How to Enjoy Life Even When It's So Different Than What You Expected. This is the fourth one. That's what I said. Yeah, I love being right. (laughs) And this is actually what I wanted to bring up about being right. It has to do with this. I just want to say, in the 166 episodes that we've done of this podcast, and I'm really proud of our body of work. I've met a lot of people lately who have said that, I mean, first off, thank you to all the people I've gotten to meet lately. We were in Dana Point, California at the Mermaid Market. It was so awesome. How many people, Eric, how many people like came up? They're not just coming up to me. They're looking for you. And they talked to you about the podcast. Well, they weren't looking for me. Yeah, but they were looking I for was you. Like, I was they like a nice, I'm always the sidekick. Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. There was a lot of people there. Yeah, it was, it was really fun to be there. And then I just got back from Sonoma County, Santa Rosa. I think that's where I was. Northern California. And we had done a podcast tour stop there in 2018. I was so delighted at how many people had come to that. And it's like, you know, four years later, and they came to this other event that I did with Hillary Richards hosted this beautiful event with her She Can Club. And I got to speak and just, oh, it was so much fun. In all of these episodes of the podcast, I will say that most of the time we're talking about things, you know, how to feel more awesome, things that I really, really struggle with severely. And Eric also struggles. He's not a robot, but you know, he he's not maybe quite as intense in his struggle as I am. I am better at this one than you. That's what I'm so excited to say. How to enjoy life even when you're stressed about money. This is one that I have a one up on you. Do you not like me saying that? No, yeah, you can say it. (laughs) What do you think about that? I mean, I don't disagree. Thank you. But I'm getting better at it. You are getting better at it. But I, I, I also, the, here's the reason why I wanted to say this is like, this is not something that comes easy or naturally to you. Well, I think that because of how the careers that we've chosen, it's it's like, it's so up and down. It's There's zero consistency, very little. I've been programmed to think that I need to just like provide, 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 provide. 
when it's inconsistent, I'm like, uh, it just it just wears on me. Well, and it's interesting that I am bragging about. Um, this is one where I feel like I finally have one up on you. Not one up, but like, <laughs> this is something I'll that let you have one, okay? You can have one. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this one thing you're better at than me. Oh my gosh, I'm going to throw <laughs> something at you. <laughs> but I think you just nailed it. Like, you nailed it. The inconsistency. And essentially what I said is, I'm less consistent than you in my moods and right. Like there's a lot more variety. That's why I'm really fun. And then you are, and also hard and, (laughs) and you are really good at being consistent. So this thing in our lives where we're both entrepreneurs, we're both, you know, creating our own businesses. We're both bringing in income that is in no way, never has been consistent. It's the, the chaos of it is a little more enjoyable and comfortable for me. Like it feels more stressful to me to have a set paycheck that I knew was going to be the same always. Like I would like that, but if like that was it and there wasn't like an opportunity for it to like go up or change or I, I mean, I don't know for some is reason. Is it the paycheck or the expectation of doing something over and over? Like knowing no, what you're going to do. No, it's not the expectation of doing something over and over. It's it's literally like I would be more stressed like knowing how much money we were going to make for the rest of our lives even if it was like guaranteed. That feels more stressful to me than like this endless opportunity. And I think that I I just am a little atypical in that sense. Yeah, I because I, 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 I feel like I think you are very atypical. In that I feel sense. like panicked by the restraints. It's not even necessarily like oh because I would have to report to somebody else or uh, I think in the past that's so been... you so you wouldn't like universal basic income for everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, for you. I mean that that's the that's the idea. Just a living wage, just like a. I guess in the past it would have bothered me more. I feel like now I'm learning to detach my personal value from how much money I'm making. And so it doesn't bother me as much anymore. I, I think that the one of the reasons why it felt so restrictive is because I had a lot of value wrapped up in it. Not to say I don't have, you know, any value wrapped up in it now, but I, I definitely see it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I definitely see it a little bit differently. And the reason why we wanted to to talk about this, and I think, Eric, you were you know, making some awesome notes about this before. Um, we're This episode is not to tell you how to not be broke or how to make more money. Just to be clear, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> that's not what we're doing in this episode. We would like to talk about how to enjoy life even when. So that's what all of these topics, like we can't control our kids, right? So we can't control the people in our lives. How can we enjoy life even when? We can't control the circumstances. Uh, just recently over the weekend, I met a really beautiful woman who just, oh, just ripped at my heartstrings. And I just felt so connected to her. She lost her house in a fire. She's gone through a divorce. I mean, just like rough thing after rough thing. And it makes me think of the episode we did, How to Enjoy Life when it turns out differently than you thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. And I know that we are in a weird economic economic time. Things are shifting. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of suffering. Uh, homelessness is up. I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of very serious issues occurring. I just want to acknowledge that 
before we're like, yay, you can love your life and not have any money. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> that's not, <laughs> no, we don't want to be tone deaf. Like, we're so fortunate to have our basic needs met. But even with our basic needs met, money can be a huge, huge stress. And I think a lot of us uh, get pulled into that stress and we have our basic needs met, but we're not sure how our basic needs might be met the next month or the next month. And so then it's very stressful. And I was talking to a woman, she's self-employed this weekend. I talked to a lot of people this weekend, (laughs) like hundreds of people. She uh, was like, uh, you know, she's not, she's not, not stressed about money unless she has a year worth, a year's worth of living. And I just think it's really interesting because it's going to be different for every person. I used to like, you know, mo money, mo problems, but then I don't necessarily love that idea of thinking because it's like you're assigning yourself to believe you're going to have more problems if you make more money. But I do like the song a lot. So, you know, there's that. But mm, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough <laughs> mace. Okay. But when I was employing people, and paying full-time salaries and paying for an office space and other people were reliant on the money that I felt like I was bringing and making that that was probably the time I was the most stressed about money in my entire life Uh, I talk about that in my book oh my gosh my book you're already awesome you should get it oh yeah you should get it but that was a really panic-inducing time. And so it really is such an interesting, once basic needs are met, it can be a very subjective thing to have enough money. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not like how to make more money or what is enough money. That is a good idea to talk about probably, and I think we'll address that. But let's talk about how to enjoy life even when money is just really tugging at you, right? Because I think that's a reality for a lot of us in different ways at different times and especially right now. Yeah. So this, so one of the exercises that I did, that mental exercise that I went through was uh, when I look through my photos like of kids, like our, our past years, mm-hmm. the thing that I don't notice or think about when I'm looking at those pictures is how much I had in the bank at the time mm-hmm. these pictures were taken. Like I've never wow. thought about that. Yeah. I do notice like the smiles, the frowns, laughter, and then because it's me, I get sad seeing my kids, you know. You're so tender. You know, all the time that has passed from then until now. That's just me. That's just yeah. part of my part of my life. I don't, I don't get sad, but I just love, I just like love every well, stage. So I just miss the You're ki- more nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're nostalgic. Like it's, uh, speaking of, you have your, your album release happening on Monday, Nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, should we talk, yeah, talk yeah. about that at the end. Yeah. So my point is this: is we look back on our life, and I and I look at and I just look at the beauty of the moment. Like I'm so glad I took that picture of Fiona with her crazy hair. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad <laughs> I have Rad. You know, like running around the yard, laughing and screaming. And you know, I I heard a I heard a quote the other day. It says your, your most valuable possessions will be videos of your children laughing. And I think of that, I I don't even know where it is, but I even remember a video when I used to nurse Rad in the middle of the night. Uh So at the first baby, they're like, don't make eye contact with your baby in the middle of the night. It will help him go back to sleep. And, you know, there's all these like parameters. And with Rad, he would just smile at me until I looked at him. And then he just would do that same belly, belly laugh, laugh. He still has it. That he does. And we would just, I would just laugh. And then he would laugh. And I just remember his little milk covered face just chortling. Both of us just cackling in the middle of the night. And it's like one of my most precious memories. Right. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
the idea of we look back at these memories, we remember, we ch- we're cherishing that actual moment that happened in the moment. Now, the flip side of that is like right now, it, if you're currently stressed about finances, you're not being present and you're actually missing the beauty and mm-hmm. simplicity of everyday life. That's that's what happens to me is I start missing things and then I have then I, you know, come back to it. What I'm realizing is I don't want to let like stressful times pass me by without squeezing out the best parts of what's actually happening. Mm, I love that. You know, it takes me away from life. I'm not truly seeing my kids and I'm not seeing anything except the painful feelings and trying to change what's in front of me. And so that just removes me from reality. Have you seen the movie Click from Adam Sandler? You know what? I really haven't watched that one. And for a girl who has a whole Adam Sandler section in her book. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. There's like, it's I've like, seen it a little bit. It's kind of it's kind of a jarring movie. I think it's there's like, like some, pretty surreal. Yeah, there's like some gross humor in it. Like, like not, it's like kind of disgusting. Yeah, I, that's why I think I just haven't been that into it. Um, but the, the premise is totally relevant to this conversation. He's like a kind of a stressed out dad of young kids. His wife, are they getting a little argument? They get some arguments. It's just kind of stressful, like kind of like a lot of days here. Mm-hmm. He goes to Bed Bath and Beyond to get a universal remote. Christopher Walken appears. You don't know who he is. Gives him this remote. Anyway, what happens is he's now allowed to click and fast forward through moments of his life that he doesn't want to live. Mm-hmm. So he's stressed out about money. He wants to get the promotion. So he fast forwards a year. Until he gets the promotion, he doesn't want to like experience that time. Anyway, the premise, he keeps fast-forwarding and fast-forwarding and fast-forwarding. The end of, end of the life, he's watching his kids make the same mistakes he does. He's unhealthy. He's un, unhappy. And that's, that's kind of an archetype of what we're doing when we're stressing about finances. It's a lack mindset, and we don't want to be in the moment, and we're trying to change things. I love that. It reminds me of a quote. I'm going to recommend this book really highly. One of the best books that I've read about money or a money mindset is Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money. So I really just want to give a lot of like respect to Jen Sincero. Her book, You Are a Bad A, I'm Just Editing for Children. <laughs> that that first book, that yellow cover, it, it was one of the first books in personal development that I read where I was able to see a fun, vibrant, not super serious person taking spiritual principles really seriously. That gave me a lot of permission to do the same. And I really... I'm really grateful to her for that. I really love and respect that that book, it kind of was a slow build. You Are a Bad A. And it was a slow build. It's still at the top of the charts. I mean, it has so much staying power. I respect that so much. Um, And then she didn't just turn around and use that momentum to like make a whole bunch of other books, which she could have really easily done. She waited quite some time. And then she made her next book, You're a Bad A at Making Money. And I really love this idea that she shares in that book. She says, worrying is praying for stuff you don't want. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And I, I think that, you know, that's been said in other ways. But she says, we've been raised to believe that you have to work hard to make money. And certainly there are times when this is true. But the real secret is you have to take huge risks. You have to do stuff you've never done before to make yourself visible, to acknowledge your own awesomeness, to risk looking stupid. 
I really, really love that idea of taking huge risks. I want to turn that maybe on its head for what your initial reaction to that might be. You're like, oh, in order to make money, I have to take huge risks. This is the huge risk that I am suggesting to stop freaking out about money. And that <laughs> that seems like a huge risk. That if you stop worrying about it, if you stop incessantly like planning and, and right, like just orienting your life around it, that it won't work out. That's the risk I'm suggesting. Just like she says, we we do need to work hard to make money, but that is not always the case that we need to be grueling and grinding all of the time. I also really love what Brene Brown talks about. I think it's in her Daring to Lead book where she talks about how people, you know, they want to live these very fulfilled lives. And I think we've, you know, just worshipped the idea of the entrepreneur and, you know, building a life of your dreams. I'm sure I've done it too in the past. We've we've worshipped that and put it on a pedestal so much that we're shocked when we do fulfilling work and it doesn't lead to a fulfilled life. Because at the end of the day, life can't be all about work. And so people who, you know, this is her with Brene and her science, you know, people who live really fulfilled lives, they have side projects or hobbies that don't even necessarily make financial sense in addition to the work they do as an exchange for value. And so that is something that I've really noticed to be true for me is that and this is just a really interesting example. So we're at this mermaid market. There's, you know, one woman drove five hours to see me. It was wonderful. And then there's a whole bunch of people, hundreds and hundreds of people there who have no idea who I am. So I was there for about eight or nine hours and I'm standing there. And lots of times I'm standing there in front of this booth with my book <laughs> and nope, and I'm just standing there as people just kind of, you know, walk by and they don't actually want to talk to me, you know? <laughs> I had brought all these keychains and just different things from my parties over the year. Truly, truly with no expectation when I would see little kids, you know, kind of looking bored or whatever, especially little girls, I would say, hey, can I give you this keychain? When I see people who are awesome, I want to invite them in the awesome empire and the keychain says awesome empire on it. Truly, like I could be over here saying, okay, like I have to sell this many books. I have to sell this much stuff to make driving down here and putting in this investment financially worth it. But to be able to take that huge risk of not believing that that's the only way that it's going to quote unquote be worth it. That's when I was able to see all of this value. And what's so crazy, I mean, it's not that crazy, but like, I think it truly is because I genuinely did not intend it as a sales ploy. It was honestly just like, I have all these keychains and there's all these cute kids and I would love to give these kids keychains. I've seen how excited my kids are when they get a keychain like this. Their parents would often come over and start wanting to talk to me about my book. People who had no idea who I was, had never heard any of my messages, were interested in learning about my book, and it it ended up selling just you know a yeah, few you, more books. Yeah, you sold quite a few that way. Yeah, it, and ended, it ended up working out. It ended up working out to sell books, even though that was not the intention at all. And so the risk that I'm suggesting, just like Jen Sincero is saying, you take risks. The risk that I'm suggesting, especially in the context of how to enjoy your life is the risk, it's going to feel like a risk to you of not 
thinking of everything in a monetary value exchange way, right? Of of not laying it out so crystal cut. I mean, objectively, the cities that we're going to and all of the touring I've been doing for the book, it do, it's not this value exchange of I go there and I get the money back. It, it, it's not, especially with the book, because I'm not really the way that the publishers write. Like, it's not like it's um, an online course I'm selling. Like, I worked through a publishing house, so I got an advance, but I'm not going to see, like, the money from the book for, for a while other than that, ad- that advance that happened, which happened a long time ago, actually, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I think one of the reasons I've been able to find success and, and I really have found a lot of success. I really have. And I'm so grateful for it. And I do believe one of the reasons is is because, number one, um, I was raised by entrepreneurial parents. And so that type of risk taking was modeled for me. Um, and number two, I just happened to be missing the component in my brain where like I can't do paperwork and I don't think things through in a certain way that it makes it hard for me to operate in the world, but it also makes it easier for me to put that value out in one way and not need to see it returned specifically in the same way. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I really do believe that that comes from having a sense of safety growing up. You know, it's definitely like... A, a privilege in some ways. And it also has been something that's made my life difficult in other ways. But I can really, really preach and attest and testify <laughs> to the magic, to the magic of that value exchange. And when we get so myopic, so zeroed in on it having to be in a dollar amount, and that's what happened when I had paychecks and, you know, payroll and all these different things, I was so zeroed in on the dollar amount that the true value exchange of the magic being exchanged in ideas and energy and other ways, it was still there, but I I wasn't seeing it. It wasn't that it was, it wasn't there. It's like, I wasn't seeing it because I was so focused on like the hard dollar amount. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Something cool about our lives is, you know, we have the ebbs and flows of, Feast and famine. And so we get to observe. Yeah. So we get to observe like how they feel. It's not like it's been one way for a long time and then drastically different. It's kind of like even like throughout a year we'll experience, you know. Feast and famine. Yeah, exactly. And so because of this, I'm able to see and observe and like think about the benefits of these times. And what's crazy is there's so much benefit that has come to our lives because of the hard times, the quote unquote, you know, lean times. Yeah. These are amazing things that happen when you're broke. You appreciate things more. Mm-hmm. It gives others the opportunity to serve you. And more importantly, it gives you the chance to accept help and learn the art of accepting gifts. Oh, wait, pause. That is so good. To learn the art of accepting gifts. I I was just saying to you, like, I was gifted so much product. Mm-hmm. When uh, I was, you know, rocking and rolling on the Instagrams. Oh my gosh, so many packages. So many day. packages that it it was like, like you even start to get like. I was like annoyed. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just like cluttering. Yeah, but like, and, and also like you're like, this is like my livelihood. People think they can just send me this free stuff. Okay, that that is a that's valid, right? But also, Hillary at her event, she gifted me a stand a Stanley mug. And my Stanley handle had just broken. And like, that's a really expensive cup. I seriously was like 
so freaking out excited. Like, and I was just so grateful. I don't, I just was able to appreciate that present so much, just like you're saying. And, and so, and even like with excess, like I'm so excited if I have extra, cause then I can gift it to people. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. So going through lean times also helps you be more resourceful. Yes, 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 yes. And how, how priceless is it when you like become resourceful like it's so it's so fulfilling to like use what you have or repurpose something yeah like I get such a I get such like such confidence like yeah like I, I don't I'm not just I used to like we used to just go buy stuff all the time like just buy but like we wouldn't even think twice and it's Going so much waste eat? so much waste yeah just, like, like I just repaired like this pair of sweatpants that I have like I sewed up a hole in the butt because I'm like I'm not gonna go buy another pair of these Nike pants like that's awesome I know <laughs> speaking of resourceful so yeah. Pena is this amazing audio app for children and it has audiobooks podcasts uh, tons of educational stuff, but it's all very entertaining. It's so well produced and it's crazy cheap. Yeah. It's okay. The normal price, expensive. the normal. Uh, so my kids have it all on their devices. They scroll through it's beautiful pictures. They listen to it to fall asleep when they're bored. Like it's, it's, it's replaced a lot of TV watching, which, yeah. I, which I very much do because then they're, they can still be active with their hands and do stuff. Well, I also like though, sometimes now in our house where we're like, well, you can do pinna or this. And they're like, Oh, I wanted that, you know, like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's heavy in our vernacular now. Yeah. <laughs> so for an annual pass or a subscription to pinna, it's like $72, but with code Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, you get 50% off a year price. Which is so it's like thirty six, thirty seven dollars, which is so for the cheap. year. For the year. Not for the month. It's ridiculous for the whole year. So head to Pinna FM forward slash promo. It's two ends, right? Yeah. It's uh and use code Allison at checkout. That's P I N N A dot F M slash promo. You can thank us later. It's it's truly a gift and and uh, it's not gonna break the bank and it is it's awesome. Okay, so back to what what can happen. When you're feeling stressed about money. Yeah. So or let's, I, what I like is I love this list and I feel like what you're doing is you're taking the stress and instead of saying, don't be stressed, you're saying, what if we used that space that is holding stress right now and shifted it, you shifted that energy towards, essentially, this is a list of gratitude. Right. It's a mindset. And yeah. That, that's what, it's how, just that's, a shift. That is how life is. No matter what has happened externally it's the mindset mm. so victor frankel taught us yeah. in his book. okay so it helps you be more resourceful the next one is you rely on others and you build bonds when you are low on resources you naturally can you need help and you can reach out to people people can reach out to you and you build bonds you build bonds with your spouse with your children with my siblings, with your like siblings. my sister, you know, showed up and has showed out. Tebby Todd, her company sponsored in part my book launch event. I was feeling so guilty, like my sister was doing me this favor, but really looking at it, she's my sister and we've we've had this exchange over the years where I've showed up for her in ways I can and to have her be able to show up for me. And in the past, I just, I wouldn't have accepted it. Yeah. I, I would have been too proud. I would have been too proud. That's it. Yep. I would have been too proud. Um, the next one is you build talents and skills. And this is a cool one. I've watched you get very arts. Like, okay, one, you're getting amazing at cooking. Not that we. I've always that, been good but, at cooking. No, 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 Let's but you're throw get, that out there. You've always been really good, but you've, got, <laughs> you've like leveled up again. Well, it's. 
because I'm being innovative where I don't want to go to the grocery store. But, so yeah, exactly. But you <laughs> but like the stuff you're the, you pull out the, out of the garden and make is incredible. Oh, so it's super you. cool. And then another thing is you become strong and resilient naturally. I love that. Naturally, when things you know can be difficult, you get stronger. Uh, one that I really like is you become empathetic. Mm. How important is that? Yes, yes, yes. So this idea in college, I was a snot. I mean, not intentionally. I'm, you know, I was still kind, but in college, you know, you're like, oh, a free meal, and people get so excited about a free meal. And I wasn't necessarily in the position where I was as stressed about money. My parents were able to help me, and so I didn't value a free meal as much. Now I do, and I'm so grateful. And so this is just like a, a kind of a, almost a silly example, but like it was such a cool thing that happened. So Ginger is sick, our our 12 year old, bless her, and. She she wanted to get a bagel. So I said, okay, let's go get a bagel. So we went and got a box of bagels. We got a baker's dozen, 13 bagels. And then of course I went to So Delicious after. I There's this cute guy who works there. For some reason I said, well, how old are you? Because I, I was wondering about the relevance of something to him. And he said, well, actually I turned 20 tomorrow. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was my birthday yesterday. And I had had the thought to give him one of our bagels but I also was like, does he want some random, like, he's seen me before, but like, does he want some woman like handing him a bagel through the drive, through the Sotalicious like window? But I had a bagel that was in its own packaging. And when he came back with the drinks, I said, hey, I mean, it doesn't have cream cheese on it or anything, but I have this bagel. It's your birthday. Can I give you this bagel for your birthday? He was like, hey, if you're offering, I would really appreciate that. And when we, and he, and he took the bagel. I was so happy that he took the bagel. I said to Ginger when we drove away, like, man, like, what a good example. I love that he said, oh, well, if you're offering, thank you, you know, and he, and he received what I was able to give. And I was driving away and I was like, you know, he's he's stuck there. Like, So Delicious has cookies, but he might want something that isn't sweet. Maybe I saved him five bucks on, on lunch today or something. I was able to appreciate what I was giving because it, it's kind of like the widow's mite. Like, not that that bagel is my widow's mite, but like, I would love to give a more opulent gift because I really, really put a lot of value in giving opulent gifts. But that's what I had to give. And I was so happy that he was willing to receive it. And it meant so much to me. So I, I love you talking about making more empathetic because I was more empathetic to this idea of what like a free snack or a free meal can do because of the position that I've been in, the position that you know we're in or we will be in. But at the same time, I was, I was also just so like grateful to have my humble gift received. Well, what a cool experience. I mean, yeah. you, you connected with them and that was, that was like, yeah. really awesome. Yeah, it was. And I'm so glad Ginger, I was driving away and like I had like a little bit of like a proud mom moment, which I, I honestly don't feel like a ton, you know, mm -hmm. where I was like, I'm so grateful that Ginger got to see me be brave enough to offer him this, even though it kind of seemed a little weird at first to me. Mm -hmm. So I got to set that example for her. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was a really cool experience. So how to enjoy your life, even when you're stressed about money, 
I just want to, to wrap it up. I think it's perfectly, you were sharing this idea about enjoying every sandwich last night with me. Yeah. I mean with on the, yeah, exactly. I, I'll read you that quote, which is what well, we can kind of wrap with that. The last, yeah. the last thing I wanted to say from my list is you live a richer life by having this experience. Our mm. life is full of, of all these experience and the more you have of different types, it just widens your, your scope and it just makes everything richer. I love that. Um, so th- that's my list. I'm, should I say it quickly one more time so it's concise? Yeah, say the list quickly one more time. Before you say your list, I just want to say that if somebody was going to have a takeaway from Allison on this, mm-hmm. like my life experience around money, would be to take the risk on yourself to to take the risk of not being so focused on it all the time that it steals your joy. I know that doesn't, it's going to feel like a risk. Like that's why I love the I I love the idea of that concept. It's like it like it's gonna feel like a risk to not fixate on it. It's gonna feel like a risk to not be stressed about it. It's gonna feel like a risk to not just like have your mind be oriented around it and have it all figured out in the moment. For me, with money, it is so much like, do I have what I need for today? Yes. Do I have what I need for tomorrow? I don't know. And it feels like a risk to not get tomorrow figured out and the next day figured out and the next day figured out. But I just, I just want to share like from my experience, like take that risk on yourself to have faith and confidence and trust and allow to not just let it steal your joy. And it's going to be the biggest payoff. And then I love your list of what those payoffs are. Yes. Okay. So here they are. You appreciate things more. It gives others the opportunity to serve you. It gives you the chance to accept help and learn the art of accepting gifts. It helps you become more resourceful. It helps you rely on others and build bonds. You build talents and skills. You become strong and resilient. You become empathetic. You live a richer life by having this experience. So the final thing that I wanted to share was from the, it's once again from Ryan Holiday's newsletter. You've been loving Ryan Holiday. I, know, he, I mean, he's just so. He's great. He's so great. Uh, he's, he writes the Daily Stoic. It's a newsletter you can get. It comes every morning. It's, it's just great. It's, it's, it's great to get you in a good mindset, to be grateful. We should do a daily newsletter. Yeah, maybe we will. Okay, so he, he says, we recently talked about to have a chill life, you just have to be comfortable making less money. But isn't money a source of great experiences? And then he says, no more so than ordinary life. It wasn't success or fame or banquets or pleasure dens that made us happy. It was the simple and ordinary moments if we could be disciplined enough to be present and grateful for them. Mm. Sure, it's great to write hit songs. It's wonderful to be able to travel the world, to be able to afford fancy stuff, to live in a big house. But there's also nothing like the simple pleasure of eating a sandwich or drinking a glass of water after a run on a hot summer day or listening to that one song that always makes you feel good. There's something haunting about the thought of how much life people throw away because they think they need a lot of money or because they are always chasing the newest, coolest, most extreme things, because they don't realize the greatest things in life are cheap, if not free, because they don't enjoy every sandwich, and then one day, it's too late, and they'll never have another. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Eric. I appreciate your thoughts, and I appreciate you sharing, I think, what have been some you know, painful lessons for you to learn. Before we get to a review, which we're so grateful for reviews, I just want to remind you that my You're Already Awesome Magical Mystery po- uh, Book Tour <laughs> is continuing, and this, these will be the two final stops for the year. I'm going to be in Atlanta at my friend Arshel Shop Bombshell at Ponce City Market in Atlanta at her shop 
There's going to be information in the uh, podcast description. It's a free event. We're going to be making crystal bracelets, and I would love to have you there. If you don't live in Atlanta, but you know someone who lives in Atlanta, will you tell them about the event? Thank you. (laughs) And then we are going to be driving to Nashville, and we're going to be at Red Bicycle Coffee and Crepes, and we're going to be hanging out there the next day. This is, I think it's November 17th and 18th. So again, go check out those details. Those are our last two book tour stops for the year. They're both free events, and I would just um, really, really love to get to say hello to you. Uh, And if you don't live there, if you tell somebody who does, just as appreciated. (laughs) Okay, Eric, do you have a review for us? There's two really good ones that are not very long. Do both of them. Do both of them. This one's from N, or this one's from M. Vandehey. Ooh, Vandehey. With Allison and Eric, too, you both balance each other out well. Allison puts her heart on the line, and for that, the world is a better place. I really appreciate you both giving yourselves to the world. I'm from Portland and not religious in any way, but all these incredible podcasts coming out of Utah have me wondering if I should move. (laughs) So many kind people over there. Keep it up, you two. I'll have to buy Allison's book soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This this next one's from Little Slime 99918. That's a great, great name. Allison, I'm so grateful you're back and sharing your wisdom. I especially love your current truth shining through. You speak heartfelt messages with transparent experiences shared that reach my aching heart, mind, and soul. Continue to share. There are thousands of that one person you reach. I should put that in quotes. Thank you for being my person to turn to when all of my resources are spent and I need a person. I love you and really appreciate all that you share. I'm just crying. I know it's so typical of me, but just kind of like perfectly what we talked about in the episode because it feels like every connection is a little more hard, hard fought coming back is a little more, um, they're all more precious. And so when somebody drives, you know, a couple of hours to come see me, it means so much and I'm able to appreciate it so much. Um, so these reviews, man, everything just hits a little deeper and I'm able to receive it. So both of you, please shoot us an email to awesome with Allison at theallisonshow.com. That's Allison with one L. And we are going to send you my, I'm freaking grateful, uh, the gratitude journal that I have, which I really love. It's a great journal. Thank you so much for those reviews. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you to every one of you that has come up in the last few weeks and shared your heart with me. If you're listening and we've seen each other recently, I am talking about you. I am talking to to you and what a beautiful what a beautiful beautiful life I get to live because of this podcast with my husband and with you guys so it wouldn't be the same without you Eric tell us a little bit about nostalgia oh 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 speaking of oh oh only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be now tell us about nostalgia and what you're going to take us out on So this last summer, you know, my midlife crisis, as we call it, I got really introspective about my life and then made a soundtrack to my childhood. So the album's called Nostalgia, 18 tracks. It comes out on Monday. I've been leaking the tracks on this podcast. Monday, November 14th, November 14th, yes. I actually reached out to a ton of my videographer friends and 
they're all making videos for each. They all took a song and are making videos. And we, I rented out Velour Music Gallery, a little venue here in Provo. And on Monday, we're going to show all the videos and listen to the album. So it's a listening viewing party. And it's free. It's free. So if you're, if you're nearby, yeah, if you're we in Utah, freaking County, love Solid to County. have you. Yeah, come on down. It starts at 7.30. And um, so this next song is called I Made a New Friend Today. It's a memory I had when I met my best friend, my best uh, childhood friend, Joel Larson, who has passed away. But I'm, I, I remember the day vividly. He had Reebok pumps. And at the time, they were the coolest things in the world. And I, I, was, I was kind of like a very outgoing, annoying kid. And I ran up to him. I said, can I pump up your pumps? He said, sure. So I pumped up his pumps. We ended up playing that afternoon. He, he moved in close to us, to my house. And then uh, best friends from, from then on. The song I'm going to play is called I Made a New Friend Today. 